You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Hey guys, Coach Ben here, and you are listening to The Benchcast, the number one podcast if you want to increase your bench press. Today we're talking about common mistakes that I see when it comes to bench press technique. All right, I picked out five different mistakes in order from setup on that I see most often and that we can easily rectify here on today's podcast. All right, and I'm sure we've all fallen prey to some of these technical mistakes. All right, some of us are still probably performing them. All right, and even time to time, we may let them slip in. Okay, so no matter where you are in your training, these are things you want to be mindful of, continue to watch for, and to make sure that you are not doing these things if you currently are. All right, it's going to help your bench press immensely. So let's get into it. Number one here. Using leverage in the setup, okay? This is something that we should be doing. It's the mistake that we wouldn't be doing this, okay? And what I mean by using leverage in your setup, as opposed to what most lifters do, which is lie down on the, on the bench pad, no real thought to getting tight in their setup, okay? Just simply kind of laying back, not using their legs heavily. You know, a sign that you're not very tight in a setup or you're not really utilizing your potential in the setup is because uh, or a way that we know that is when you don't feel like it is completely exhausting okay the setup process should be one of the most exhausting things you do when it comes to the bench press you know forget doing reps on the bench the hardest part is maintaining the setup you know ultimately everything that comes down to being a challenge in the bench press is due to the setup being exhausting to hold and maintain that means that you are doing it correctly all right if you have blood building up in your face that pressure feels immense it's super uncomfortable your body's getting stretched in these certain positions jammed in these positions all right you don't feel comfortable whatsoever it's tiring it's exhausting these are all things we want to feel when we're getting into a good tight setup if you are not feeling that occurring then you are probably not in a good tight setup therefore you're probably not using leverage to your advantage uh, what do I mean by leverage? Really kind of umbrella term of you utilizing anything you can, any kind of outside factor in order to jam yourself up into a tighter position. So when it comes to getting your shoulder blades pinched, all right, making use of the bench unit itself, right, pushing against the safety, you're going to be able to get into a tighter pinch position by pushing against something as opposed to just trying to squeeze your shoulder blades. All right, when it comes to coming down out of the, the bridge position, right, utilizing the, the barbell to help kind of drive your rib cage up while you bring your feet down in order to get a tighter arch, all right, that's going to help you leverage that chest up so that you don't just drop. All right, when we are talking about utilizing our legs, all right, in order to help set our position, that's a huge one. All right, making sure you're using your lower body to help set your upper body. All right, so when we're talking about trying to set up on our traps into the biggest arch possible, use your legs to help you with this. We want good traction to the bench pad, and then we want to really use our legs to push ourselves into that traction to create a tighter arch. 
These are all ways in which we are utilizing leverage in order to set up in a tighter position. I have many, many videos on this. If you go to our YouTube channel, you search big benches, pretty much just search set up big benches, plenty of videos in there. And we also have plenty of stuff in our Better Benching Academy if you want to go to our website and check that out. All right, and that's one of the, I, I'd highlight that as the biggest mistake because if you guys have heard me in the past, you know, I always say setup is about 80% of your success on the bench press. It accounts for a whole deal. It's like when you're going through school and the teacher says, this is 80% of your grade. Oh, shit, you better get ready for this exam. All right, the same type of deal with the bench press. The setup is going to be 80% of your success on the bench press. So let that sink in. That is something that we definitely want to be putting 100% focus towards. That's how much it matters. Number two, chasing the bar. All right, this is a good one. This is on the unrack phase. So now that we got into a good tight setup, how we take the bar out, that's going to matter immensely. All right, so when it comes to taking the bar out of the rack, what typically happens, the common mistake here, is that we want to try to put force into the bar to lift it up and then out or right. we don't want to put any force up into the bar we don't want to chase the bar what that means if you get a handoff you're not going to feel much of the weight initially there's not going to be as much loading you have to get it out of the rack first if you try to push up into that weight you are going to pull your shoulders out of position or you are not going to be engaging your back because if your shoulders are coming up, if you're pushing up into that weight, you're disengaging your back. Your loading's going to be off. A lot of things are going to be off. We're going to pit that weight into our shoulders. That's where we're going to be loading. That's where all the stability's going to come from. We don't want that. That's going to lead to injury down the road. You know, a host of issues that we don't want to have. All right. So chasing the bar is going to be critical. How we can really rectify this is... By making sure, I like to use a cue, squish the cushion. So when you're receiving a handoff, first off, bend the bar while it's in the rack. Get those lats tight. Try to pull the bar to the front of the rack. That's the type of lat activation you want to um, start using. When you receive that handoff, right, we're just thinking about keeping our back tight and pulling our arms down. Uh, we don't want to chase the bar. We don't want to feel the bar weight until we're out into position. All right, that's when the real loading happens. But we need to make sure that we uh, put ourselves in a position where we keep our scaps retracted and we're able to load into the back, not our shoulders. All right, so setting early tension to the bar, pre-tensioning the bar, and then being patient, trying to squish the cushion with our upper back as that weight's coming out, that's going to be critical. All right, and I mean, that kind of leads me into number three here, lat engagement before the press. All right, pretty much... As that weight's coming out, not chasing the bar, engaging the lats, just in the way I just described, right? Squishing the cushion, pre-tensioning the bar, bending into the bar, pre-tensioning it, right? Pushing it to the front of the rack. There's a, a drill that I like to use with athletes where you attach a band around the bar and you have someone pull it back. So this band is pulling the bar back into the back of the rack. All right, and when you unrack it, all right, just think about what that would do. If you press straight up, that bar is just going to snap and stay to the back of the rack. All right, If you drag the bar out, you're going to actually be able to fight that band tension. All right, So think of it like that. That's a great visual for you guys. 
of how you should be pre-tensioning your lats. All right, this is how you're going to get proper lat engagement before the press. Number four, timing your leg drive, making the mistake of timing your leg drive. All right, what does that mean? So that comes down to when you're lowering that bar, you aren't really giving full effort with your legs. All right, and then when you are going to press the bar, now all of a sudden you jolt the legs. All right, now I feel like if anyone has seen a uh, video, it was a big popular video that was on the Mark Bell um, YouTube channel of Eric Spoto at the time he was the world record holder in the bench press, and he was describing leg drive as being, you know, like 50% effort coming down, you're, you're 60%, 70%, 80%, and then all of a sudden you're kicking in 100% when you get down to chest level. And while in theory that, I mean, I understand what he was getting at, I think that could have steered a lot of people wrong in which the way I describe leg drive, 100% all the time. You always want to be giving 100% force back because that's maintaining your positioning. Or you don't want to let up on that because the way I coach benching, it's not, and we'll get into this in this next point here, this last point, sink and heave, right? I don't coach momentum-based lifting. So I don't coach letting up tightness in order to create more pop off the chest. That's not how I coach the bench press. I coach be tight all the time. Use your leg drive more as a way to maintain positioning than anything else. All right, it's not going to be our main mode of creating force into the bar. It's going to be our main mode of creating that tightness, maintaining position so that you can utilize your lats and everything to push up off the chest. All right, versus trying to get a good pop. All right, timing your leg drive is not something that um, I coach. I coach it as 100% effort on the way down, and then if you do have anything left to give, 120 as we hit chest level. So I coach it more like 100 to 120%. All right, so timing your leg drive is not something you should be worrying about. It should just be from the setup on, you are pushing back on the bench as hard as you can. All right, as soon as that weight comes out, especially, I mean, we want good traction before the weight comes out on that pad. That's going to be key, so we have something to push into. But once that weight comes out, we have that weight loading into us. So that kind of caps off that upper end so that we can just push ourselves back on the bench and maintain that tension, that arch, all that. That's what we should be doing with our leg drive. It's a maintained position, not necessarily transfer force into the bar. That's a byproduct. Last but not least, lifting your head up and sink and heave. Okay, all momentum-based lifting. You see many, many athletes bench this way. Okay, and unless you're unbelievably strong, it's a hard uh, technical mistake to overcome. Okay, why we don't want to bench with our head up. If we lift our head, this doesn't always occur, but typically if you lift your head, body is going to follow. Right, you are going to end up dropping your rib cage that positioning and then the whole sink and heave deal is that you let that bar really sink into your chest and then when you go to press right you try to time that leg drive and you try to thrust your chest into the bar to get it moving okay why that is not great because it completely eliminates the tightness and the loading that you have down in the bottom position you are completely relying on that initial momentum to get you going and that is not always going to do the trick you are usually going to experience a good pop off the chest, but then about mid-range, you're either completely out of position or you just don't have the strength to get through the rest of the weight. All right, that's typically what you experience with that style of benching. So 
with that being said, keep your head planted and try to meet the bar as it's coming down. So instead of letting that bar crush into you and then you try to thrust into the bar when you want to press, think of it as keeping your head planted, all your weight back onto your traps, trying to reach and drive that sternum to the bar, trying to meet that bar with resistance through your sternum, really push those upper abs towards the bar. And then just have a slight deload on that touch, you know, nothing that is collapsing your positioning. And then once you get the press, press from there, all right? But I do not ever coach lifting the head up or sink and heave momentum style bench pressing. All right, so those are five common mistakes rounded up. Again, a recap for you guys. Number one, using leverage in the setup. All right, this is something that we should be doing, and the mistake is not doing this, okay? Number two, chasing the bar, right? loading our shoulders versus our back putting ourselves out of position it doesn't matter how good our setup is if we don't have a good unrack it's all going to go to waste number three lat engagement before the press so just like i said like you're trying to drag the bar out of the rack as opposed to lifting it up and over number four timing your leg drive and it goes hand in hand with number five lifting your head up and sinking and heaving the weight all right, we want to make sure that we're constantly using our leg drive to push back, maintain position, drive sternum to bars that's coming down, and we don't lose any of that positioning, that tightness. All right, guys, there you have it. Five common technique mistakes that I see most often when lifters, and hopefully this podcast has helped you correct these wrongs, and you'll see your bet shoot up as a result. All right, guys, I appreciate everyone tuning in. I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a thumbs up and share. If you want more information on how to transform your bench press, consider checking out the Better Benching Academy on BigBenches.com. This is the ultimate resource for building your bench. Head on over to BigBenches.com to see how you can get started today.